Welcome to the Careers Employability and Skills podcast from Queen's University Belfast. In this episode, our host Lauren Ward will welcome Chloe McKee from Randox, Jack McCreon from EY, Declan Lupari from Graham, and Carl Webb from our employer engagement team at Queen's University to answer students' questions and provide top tips on navigating the graduate recruitment process. Hi everyone and welcome to the panel. My name is Lauren and in the last month we have given you the opportunity to tell us what you really want to know about getting hired after graduation, starting your first graduate job and other insights from those who have been there before you. So today we are here with our expert panel to answer your questions. And I'd like to introduce today's panel. So I am joined by Jack McKeown, who is a senior associate in the area of assurance at EY. I'm joined by Chloe McKee, who is a COVID-19 laboratory manager at Randox. And we are joined by Declan Lapari, who is working as a developer of virtual and augmented reality at Graham. And finally, we have Carl Webb, who is an employer engagement consultant at Queen's University Belfast. So hi, everyone. Hi, Lauren. Thanks for having us. Hiya. So now that everyone's introduced, we might as well get started. So the first question I'm going to ask is to Declan. So Declan, can you give us a brief overview of your career journey so far, giving us your highlight and the most challenging part? Um, yeah, so I was a K2P associate with Queen's, um, joined in January 2019 and then got hired by Graham after there in March. So. The most challenging part was having no construction background whatsoever. I came from a computer science background. So getting in, trying to learn everything as I went. Getting a bit overwhelmed with uh, all the jargon and uh, acronyms can be a bit daunting at the start, but people are there to to help you out and develop um, you and your abilities further. But I think the the greatest milestone was just completing the K2P project and seeing the effect of my uh, my products and projects on the company. That's great. Thank you, Declan. Um, and Chloe, it's the same question, please. Can you repeat the question? Or... Yeah, yeah no, no worries. Can you give us a brief overview of your career journey so far, giving us your highlight and the most challenging part? Yeah, so um, I graduated last March just as um, the pandemic was hitting us over here. And um, well, before I graduated, I actually got employed by Randox um, as an extraction scientist. And from then, I've worked my way up to be um, the COVID-19 lab manager in Randox. So the hardest bit for me was probably adjusting from student life to working life. Um, I know as a student, like you have so much free time and you're constantly socialising with your mates. So it was really um, just adjusting from the social life to the working life was probably the hardest bit for me. Thank you, Chloe. And Jack. Um, yes, yeah, so I started um, at Queen's 2018. I graduated and then joined EY in September of 2018 and I've been there ever since. Um, and I've, now I'm a senior associate and um, starting from first year, working my way up. And um, probably my highlight at EY has been working on a big client in um, Boston. They're on the stock exchange over there, which was really exciting. That's been a really big highlight for me. Probably the most challenging thing would be, um, you know, sort of trying to go from student life to working life, as Chloe was saying, um, 
for different reasons, time management would have been one because, you know, very much your time structured at uni um, where it's not just as structured and there's not um, people aren't driving you towards a certain goal. That's all up to you. So where you want to go in your career is up to you. There's, you know, there's no one driving you towards an end goal here. So it really is you have to take that sort of attitude that, you know, if you're going to go forward and you're going to do it and you want to you're going to decide whichever path you're going to go down, that has to be driven by you. Of course, you'll get help, but you have to be the ultimate driver in that. Yeah, exactly. No, thank you. So question two is what advice would you give to students graduating who haven't yet secured a job? So Jack, it's you first again. I would say, um, I would just say be confident would be the main thing and ask questions every day. Like you're, you'll never be done learning. No one's ever done learning, even those right up the management are learning off someone. Um, so always ask questions and always try and understand why you're performing the task, because once you understand the why, then the rest will really follow afterwards. And that's what advice I would give to them, definitely. So Declan, the next question is for you. Yep. So what advice would you give to students graduating who haven't yet secured a job? Uh, yeah, just be patient. Uh, your dream job's um, not going to be the first thing that appears on Indeed or Glassdoor or anything. Um, like I worked for O2 straight out of uni for a couple of months selling phones in a, in a touring van. So it's definitely not the same route I'm in now. Um, but keep tabs on the likes of Indeed or Glassdoor and see what's popping up your your interests and what's um, relevant to your degree and to your also your um, interests as well. And don't doubt your um, your abilities. You just graduated, so you definitely get the skill set to do well and be confident whenever you do apply for that job. Thank you, Declan. Um, Chloe, what advice would you give to students graduating who haven't yet secured a job? Um, my advice would be just to keep searching. Um, if you want something hard enough, it will come to you in the end. So just don't give up hope. Um, you may go for the first job interview, it might not work out, even the second and maybe the third. But if the first, second or third hasn't worked out, there's still going to be one down the line that's going to be right for you. So just don't give up hope and just keep going. That's great, thank you. And Carl, what advice would you give to students graduating who haven't yet secured a job? Yeah, well, I mean, there's some really good advice there from from the panel so far, and I think sort of the key thing is be patient, don't panic. And I think the, the next bit of key advice is take take action because it does require you to take uh, action and sort of make the appropriate decisions for yourself. And, and I suppose there's a lot of different ways you can do that. Um, you know, I know at the uh, QUB Career Service, we've now developed the GradFest 2021 site um, to help and support our graduating cohort. So you can find that on and this is a shameless plug, but you can find that on qb.ac.uk forward slash gradfest2021. Um, and from this site, you'll be able to search for jobs that are out there for you now, find out how to develop your skills to make you more employable. Um, there are useful career resources to help you navigate you know, through the recruitment process. You can access practice interviews. You can browse student stories to inspire you, because I think you know often you hear from experiences from the likes of our panel here today and that actually um, that actually gives you food for thought first of all but second of all inspiration and as, as Declan had mentioned there you know career stories generally aren't linear you know sometimes you do have to take a detour to get where you want to go um, so it's you know but being patient taking action and um, I think as well just in terms of some practical tips 
Um, there's a there's a session tomorrow at 12 a.m. Uh, on Instagram li- on Instagram Live on resilience, which is all around bouncing back from rejection and adaptability. Um, and there's more sessions every day next week. But I think the important thing is here, you know, there's there's lots of opportunities out there for you. Um, you know, be patient, keep looking, and take the appropriate action. That's great, Carl. Thank you. So the next question now is going to be for Chloe. So it's where are the best places for graduating students to find out about opportunities? So the first place I would start would probably be um, your university um, website and the careers department. Um, I know that they have a lot of great advice um, and they've they've dealt with the students um, just like yourselves going and graduating after uni so they can give you advice where to look. Um, for me personally, um, indeed, and um, NIA Job Finder and stuff like that are very useful. Um, they give you the job description and the job title so you know exactly what you're getting in for, for before you go for the interview. So that was, I find my job through Indeed. So I would definitely say just keep looking. That's good. That's good. That's good information. Um, Carl, same question. Where are the best places for graduating students to find out about opportunities? Yeah, well, I was delighted that Chloe said that the uh, first point of call is the, the career service within the university, you know, because that's that's an obvious one and sometimes one that's it's too obvious and it's often, you know, overlooked or, or missed. Um, but certainly, you know, I think by uh, forging the relationships that we have with employers, you know, employers in Northern Ireland are very, very keen and outside of Northern Ireland too, are very, very keen to develop relationships with us as a career service. So therefore, you know, we post as many relevant vacancies on there for, for students as possible. So I think that's that's the first the first port of call. So obviously that's on for Queen students. That's the My Future uh, Careers portal and um, that's available for students at all years. And actually it's available for students um, for two years after they graduate as well. So uh, that's probably the the um, the main protocol, I would say, and the main focus point. I think um, there there are other websites, um, you know, NI Jobs, Recruit NI, NI Job Finders, some of the local ones, Monster, um, the likes of Indeed, as as Chloe had mentioned as well. So there's lots of other websites out there available uh, too. But the other thing is, you know, sometimes it's about being a little bit proactive. You know, so if you're in a particular sector or interested in a particular company, you know. Don't, don't be afraid to be proactive and, and make contact yourself or maybe to leverage uh, some contacts you have on LinkedIn. You know, so there's different ways to do that. Sometimes open vacancies is one, but being proactive and sort of making making contact yourself is another way. That's great. Thank you for all that. So we're on to another question and this one's for Chloe. So Chloe, how could a new graduate without a graduate role gain valuable work or other experience in the current environment? So the current environment is obviously a lot more difficult than previous years due to the pandemic. But my advice to new students graduating would just be to look out everywhere for new experiences. There are going to be some um, out there for you. Um, any experience is better than no experience. So even if it's a few hours a week volunteering, um, that's going to make you stand apart from other students that don't have the experience. So yeah, any experience is better than no experience. That's great, thank you. And Carl, how could a new graduate without a graduate role gain valuable work or other experience in the current environment? Yeah, well, I, th- I think Chloe made a really good point there. That's it's vital to get that experience. You know, it's you know, as she said, sort of any experience is better than no experience. And I think there's lots of different ways to get it. Yes, it might be challenging in the current uh, environment at the minute, um, but 
That said, there's other opportunities that wouldn't be available that now are um, because of the virtual um, landscape that we live in. So sometimes we can look further afield and maybe companies on our doorstep, uh, you know, it might be companies at the other end of the country or outside of the country, for example, that we can look to. Um, so there's, there's probably a, a broader a broader scope uh, of opportunities out there to get some experience within. We, we have a, a work experience uh, jobs bo job board uh, on the GradFest site um, for also our students to research um, and that's specifically for current work experience opportunities. So there are there, there are work experience opportunities out there. Um, again, sometimes you have to be proactive to create those. Uh, they might not, might not necessarily be advertised. They might not necessarily be sort of landing on your lap. So sometimes that requires you to be a little bit more inventive to, to create those for yourself. That's great, thank you. So we're on to the next question, and this one is firstly for Jack. So Jack, what skills does your organisation expect of graduates and how can university leavers develop these while job searching? Um, yeah, okay, well, so EY really, it has three core values and it's ultimately what it looks for um, when you're interviewing and once you actually come into the job. So it's firstly they're looking for people who demonstrate integrity, respect and teamwork, people with energy, enthusiasm and the courage to lead and lastly people who build relationships based on doing the right things. So really in, in terms of skills that this would be people with like a strong work ethic but can also work together as a team but not being afraid to lead that team you know either by example or direction is this, this is something you're going to need to do once you come into EY and then lastly we'll want you to build relationships with your team, with people in work and also our clients. And it's very important now because of COVID especially that building that relationship is vital. Um, so really to develop these skills, I, I really encourage students probably just to throw themselves into anything they can. So internships and then there's opportunities through Queens. Um, like So I'm thinking activities within the university, such as the societies, are, they're vital. There's sports as well and there's other clubs. And then also doing this outside. I don't know whether you play a sport or other clubs outside. And even I think Chloe touched on volunteering, doing all this will develop all these skills, working in a team leadership and even improving your own confidence. So I think in doing this, this is how you'll get there. That's great, Jack. Thank you. And Chloe, it's going to be the same question. So Randox Laboratories has a strong emphasis on practical based skills, um, especially within our COVID testing labs at the minute, because we are getting um, a lot of new graduates in just leaving uni. So um, in university, just make the most of your pra practical classes by asking questions, learning new techniques and getting to really know the background of why you're completing the experiment. Don't just go along with the flow. Make sure you actually know um, what you're doing and why you're doing it. As well as this, though, um, I think really being, um, it's really important to be a people person. If you're a people person and are willing to learn and are willing to ask questions, we can teach these practical skills. Um, but for graduates coming out of uni, we're just looking for someone who is really um, keen and willing to learn and wants to actually go far and wants to develop their career. And we at Randox have the um, ability to do that for you if you show a keen interest. That's great, Chloe, thank you. And Carl, it's going to be the same question. What skills does your organisation expect of graduates and how can university leavers develop these while job searching? Yeah, well, it's, it's I mean, these, these skills, employability skills are really crucial. I think, you know, uh, it's one thing having your degree, but employers are increasingly looking for for key employability skills. Uh, and that really can be developed, as Jack had mentioned there, in a variety of different ways, you know, through 
through your your participation in, in within university or extracurricular activities, etc. So there's lots of different ways to develop those skills. Um, throughout the, the six weeks of GradFest 2021, we're going to focus on a central theme uh, on Instagram live sessions uh, with students and employers. So each of those are going to be tied to uh, a different employability skill. I supported this by podcasts and blogs, and you can also access resources um, relating to these skills uh, on our web pages as well. So there's a lot of information about what these skills are. I mean, um, Jack had mentioned some of the EY uh, fundamental skills that are, which are important. Uh, and Chloe had mentioned some of the skills at, at Randox. So each organization will have a, their own interpretation of what these are, but there's some very general themes there and you'll be able to pick up on that through the material there through GradFest over the next few weeks. That's great, Carl, thank you. So on to the next question, and this one is for Declan. So Declan, what is the best bit of advice you would give a graduate starting a new role? Um, just take it as it comes. Um, like I was saying, I, I had no idea about the construction sector. I had a, a basic um, history in virtual reality. I did that for my dissertation. So I, I had the passion for it and I had a, a bit of that, that know-how at the start, but take every day as it comes. Don't be afraid to reach out to your team members. They're there to support you and help you and make sure you're producing the best work, but you're also enjoying your work as well, making sure um, everything's going all right for you. Um, I would like I wouldn't know the knowledge I do now if I didn't reach out to my team members and ask them what certain acronyms meant or um, how to write an email to a director or just little bits and pieces that you'll pick up on the way. Um, don't expect to know everything on the first day. You'll pick it up as you go. That's great. Thank you. So, Jack, it's going to be the same question for you. What is the best bit of advice you would give a graduate starting a new role? Uh, yeah, so I think probably touched on it before and um, said it a few times, just be confident. It's a really important thing. Be confident in yourself once you go in and the messages you convey to people. And again, like ask questions every single day, but then also throw yourself into different opportunities once you get into work, because these are now the people you're going to be spending a lot of time with compared to when you were in university. So throw yourself into work, whether that's social aspects or whether that's um, opportunities within work to progress. And then probably lastly as well, I would say, look at the person directly above you and what they are doing and try and follow that because you can either ease responsibility on them, but pick it up for yourself and pick up some really good habits. That's great, Jack, thank you. And Chloe, it's going to be the same question as well. What is the best bit of advice you would give a graduate starting a new role? So the best bit of advice I could give is, is just to give your all. Um, as a new graduate, you have the advantage of being young and eager and ready for work. Um, this is really that your time to shine. So just really throw yourself into any job or any task you're given. And this will mean you, you will get the best experience possible out of the job. That's great, Chloe, thank you. So we're on to the next question, and this is for Chloe again. So Chloe, what is the most challenging aspect of the transition between uni and working life? Um, I think I touched on this before, but for me, the most challenging aspect was learning how to prioritise my working life over my social life. Um, I think this can be a hard thing for students because um, going from doing maybe a part time job of 20 hours a week up to 40 hours a week, um, you really have to learn how to prioritise your time. Um, what I tell most graduates that come into Randox is um, short-term loss, long-term gain. So this simply means that now as a graduate, you may have to miss out, like, out on a night out, but in the long term, 
this will um, pay off in the future. That's great, thank you. And Jack's going to be the same question for you as well. What is the most challenging aspect of the transition between uni and working life? Uh, yes, so again, probably, I probably touched on it before for myself, transitioning, but I would say time management and the organisation, like you'll really need to have yourself organised and manage your time, because if you do manage your time well, you won't have to miss out on as much as you think you will. You know, try and manage your time, be productive during the day. And at EY, we do flexible working, so some people don't maybe work as well through certain times throughout the day. But I don't know whether that's very early in the morning or very late at night or have other commitments during the day, but that's okay. So just, you know, but try and really manage your time, figure out what works for you and be organised and, and you should be okay. That's great, thank you. So that we're on to the next question. So this one is for Chloe. Chloe, what skills might students have developed in the past year and how can they apply these in a work environment? For example, working online and adaptability, coping with change, embracing tech platforms, etc. So the past year has been challenging for us all, obviously because of the pandemic, but this doesn't always um, have to be a bad thing because having to work from home as a student has, as you said, um, Lauren there has given people real adaptability to their work. And it's actually with students coming into us, we see that they're coping better with change um, from their normal routine. So this has given students a real resilience and eagerness to work because they're excited to get out into the environment and they're ready to work. Um, rather than, than being at home and being stuck to a laptop all day um, in uni. Um, they're excited to come out and meet new people and learn new skills. That's great, thank you. Jack, it's going to be the same question for you as well. What skills might students have developed in the past year and how can they apply these in a work environment? For example, working online and adaptability, coping with change and embracing tech platforms? Uh, yeah, well, I think the skills that you said, I think they're really, really important, especially in the current workplace. So like working online and adaptability, it's been, you know, major important since probably last March and um, the start of the pandemic. Like we need to be able to adapt now to these ever changing environments, you know, and I think students can apply this by adapting to new challenges and thinking outside of the box because no students will have had to already do that for themselves in their own learning within university. And then the next thing, probably coping with change is so important as well, because your job is never going to be the same from day to day. So the better you can cope with this change, the more of an asset you will become. And then probably the last thing is uh, the tech platforms. They've, they're major players in any industry and they help with so many jobs. So if you have the knowledge to use these, then that will really further you. Like I know in my own work, I use data analytics most days and without it, you would be really, things would take a lot longer. So definitely embrace it and if you're getting the chance you need to build on that skill take it that's great jack thank you so we're on to the next question and this one's going to be for declan so declan what does this year look like for a graduate starting a job will people be office-based or working from home or a blend of both um i think it'll be a blend of both i've recently just been into the office which um is a, a big rarity this year um it must be about three times we've been in the office since August, but we just had two graduates actually starting today in our team and they were onboarded and ducted everything online. But as things start to become more open, people become more comfortable being in confined spaces or offices. Um, I think that'll start to open up a bit and we'll start to see people eye to eye in offices and 
yeah, uh, it'll be a blend of both up until then. And then hopefully going forward, it'll be more office space. But adapting to, to online has been a, a big thing this year. So it could be that way for a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And Jack, this question's for you as well. What does this year look like for a graduate starting a job? Will people be office based or working from home or a blend of both? Um, well, probably while the guidance is, if possible, work from home, you will mostly be working from home, although the offices for EY are open for people who want to go in. But as things are changing, like EY will be looking to adopt a blend of bo both where possible. So a lot of people are really eager now to get back to the office and get into the office and which will be really good, you know, to meet people. And But I think then once that, um, once we've eased back into the office again, a blended approach will probably be adapted. Certainly in my line of work where we work out at clients and not just always from the office. So it is very possible. So I think you will see maybe people mixing in and about, but definitely we'll be back in the office come whenever we're allowed to open up again. That's great, thank you. So for the next question, um, this one's for Chloe. So Chloe, why does a positive attitude in the workplace matter? So for me, um, a positive attitude in the workplace is half the battle. Um, if you have a positive attitude and are ready to learn, um, you're going to go far. Um, you may go in and do a new job, you're not going to have all the skills that they um, are looking for eventually, but those skills can be built up if you have a positive attitude and are ready to learn and are eager to learn, um, all those skills can be built. So it's really um, a positive attitude sets you up for your future, I believe. Thank you, Chloe. And Jack, the same question for you. Why does positive attitude in the workplace matter? Uh, well, I think a positive attitude is so important in the workplace and probably the most important thing that you'll need, like in terms of work and what you're being asked to complete and interactions with the client, like it'll allow you to keep spirits up yourself and your team members and then also to help your team members by taking on work and alleviating pressure on the rest of the team. So I do believe it is vital and certainly in our feedback, if we're getting feedback from those above, a positive attitude is always something that is mentioned. That's great, Jack, thank you. And Declan, the same question for you as well. Why does a positive attitude in the workplace matter? Uh, I think it's a, an integral part uh, of the, the work, uh, the working life. It's essential for developing strong relationships with your team members and also clientele. And I think it's a big a big factor in getting return customers as well. Uh, positive attitude, you can see it uh, a mile away and um, it shows ambition, shows eagerness to learn. And um, it cements those relationships and that collaboration and team working just that bit further. That's great, thank you. So for the next question, this one is for Jack. So Jack, how important is confidence and what advice would you give to increase your confidence at work? Can you fake it till you make it? Um, look, I would say confidence is probably one of the most important things in work. I think I've mentioned it so many times. Um, so you definitely need to be confident in your own ability. Um, like you are, you're, you will have so much ability. You're in demand. Like everyone is going to want to graduate. You're in such demand. But to increase your confidence, I would like suggest increasing your own knowledge. Um, that's within the workplace because with knowledge comes power and with that comes response or with that comes confidence and then as well as this I would receive feedback from those above you and then know what you're doing well because once you know what you're doing well that will also increase your confidence you'll be able to pinpoint what you're good at and that will help you feel confident in yourself I would say you definitely can't fake it though 
Um, although with increased confidence, like it will boost your performance because you will take on new tasks and maybe try different things that you wouldn't maybe have tried before. That's great. Thank you, Chloe. It's going to be the same question for you. How important is confidence and what advice would you give to increase your confidence at work? And can you fake it till you make it? Um, so confidence is key, as Jack has mentioned. Um, ultimately, you have now finished your degree, so you know that you specialise um, in your subject. So you have this background behind you. So you, ha you have the confidence to go into the workplace. Um, just believe in yourself and trust the knowledge that you have. Um, but don't forget, once you enter a job, um, there's always room for more learning. So I think Jack touched on it there. Like, don't shut yourself off to any opportunities. Take training courses, ask questions, ask your manager, can you do more? There's never um, room to stop learning. That's great, thank you. And Declan, this is going to be for you, this question. So to what extent is it okay to admit you don't know something when starting out in a job? Uh, well, that was me the first uh, month or two months, uh, the jargon and acronyms, everything. I think it was the, the first week I didn't really want to come off as I didn't know completely what I was doing. So I went, I took it upon myself to do that research. That also helped as well. But I think reaching out to your colleagues, they're not going to think less of you. They were on the same position that you were uh, initially as well. So they're, they're there to help you. Um, and again, you'll just pick that up as you go along. Don't feel too much pressure to know everything on the first day you're not going to. Yep, absolutely. Thank you. And Chloe, it's the same question. To what extent is it OK to admit you don't know something when starting out in a job? So my advice would be to always be honest. If you don't know something, that's OK. Um, just ask your colleagues for help. Um, it's better to ask for help and do a great job than to not ask for help and struggle. Um, as Declan said there, all your colleagues have had a first day as well. So everyone in that um, job has been in the same position as you. Um, so don't be worrying about asking for help. It's better to ask for help than to not. That's great, Chloe, thank you. And Jack, it's gonna be the same question. To what extent is it okay to admit you don't know something when starting out in a, in a job? I think it's, it's absolutely okay to admit you don't know something starting out in the job. Uh, like there will be no expectation in you for prior knowledge. Certainly, even in EY, we hire graduates from all degrees um, because they all give a different um, perspective on the challenges we face in our line of work. So there's no, no requirement to know anything. And you'll be coached by your superiors and then by any mentors you have as well. Like EY, we have a great coaching culture and we look down through any questions that you'll have. And also you're going to have your training at the start, probably a few days to a week, and you're going to have training throughout your career as well. So honestly, it's fine. Admit you don't know something, but don't don't try and bluff your way through it either. That's great. Thank you. So on to the next question. This is for Jack again. So we asked our students in a recent poll to indicate what they are most concerned about when it comes to a graduate job hunt and over half, which is 53 percent, said it was finding a job they love compared to earning enough money, which was 16%. So how important is it to find a job that excites and challenges you? Yeah, I think it's it's majorly important to find a job that excites and challenges you. It's, it's vital, you know, it'll keep you engaged and it'll ultimately drive job satisfaction. You're going to be wanting to do something that really challenges you on a day to day basis. And this will help towards your longevity and your career, even with the employer and the line of work that you're in, and ultimately towards building a successful career and improving yourself and your own knowledge. 
That's great, Jack. Thank you. And Declan, it's the same question. I think it's very important to have a, a job that excites and challenges you. If you go in doing the same mundane tasks that you, you, you don't like, um, it's the days are going to drag. You're, you're not going to care how much money you're making. Um, there's more important things to life than money. Uh, you need that that spark and that challenge um, and achieving. Uh, may it be small challenges or big challenges, they'll spur you on to do better. And if you have a passion for that job as well, it'll only spur you on further. So there's the sky's the limit for that. And then eventually in that field, you'll earn that money. But that's not that shouldn't be the driving factor. It should be what you want to do every day. That's great, Declan. Thank you. And Chloe, it's the same question. So as the boys have said there, it's so important to find a job you absolutely love. So you'll be excited to wake up in the morning and go to work. Um, we spend the majority of our lives working, so you might as well make it worthwhile. Um, however, on the other hand, if you go into a job and you don't like it, that is okay too. Um, you've, you've had that experience now and you know what you want from a job. Um, so don't be worrying if you have got yourself in a job and you're like, this isn't for me because there's always more opportunities out there. Um, for me, the, it's important you have a job that challenges you because otherwise you're going to get bored. Um, if you do the same things day in, day out, and you find it easy and not challenging, you will get bored. It's better to have a challenge and um, work your way up to a task or a job and ask for help and enjoy the challenge rather than doing the same things day in, day out. That's great, thank you. So on to the next question, and this one is for Declan. So Declan, what was the driving force behind your major career decisions? Um, I knew I always wanted to go into something to, to do with computers. I've been passionate about it since no age. Uh, I've always been brought up around them, technology. My dad coded whenever I was young, so there's always computers, devices, soldering irons sitting everywhere. So it was always something I was passionate about, and that led me to go into computer science and management at uh, Loughborough University. Um, absolutely loved it. It was challenging, but I think the fact that I had the passion towards computers um, and technology drove me on to, to do well and then reach out and look for a job that had that ticked all those boxes. It wasn't like the thing I wasn't looking about was the money. It was there was the 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 hands on approach and having a lot of contribution to a project uh, and getting to do what I love each day. And, and I've just progressed from then. That's great, Declan. Thank you. And Chloe, it's the same question. What was the driving force behind your major career decisions? Um, my major driving force would be my passion for science. And I was lucky enough to get a job straight out of uni in, in my sector. Um, so th that my passion would be my main driving force and also my um, desire to succeed in my career as well. Um, my passion for science has always been forefront um, in deciding what career I wanted to go into but my desire to succeed has helped me get to where I am today. That's great, thank you. And Jack, it's going to be the same question as well. What was the driving force behind your major career decisions? Um, so with my major driver is probably job satisfaction and a career that excites me. So at school, I actually, I loved business and financial accounting. So I actually had work experience in these areas and then took them up as my degree. And because I didn't just, I wasn't just interested in accounting but the wider business world that's why I picked insurance because you work with a whole range of businesses looking at the processes from financial and non-financial aspects which is really really interesting and probably one of the last things would be the driving force is a clear career path 
EY definitely have presented that for us coming in. It's you know it's clear you come through from first year, second year to third year, and then ultimately qualify. And even beyond there, there's another career path that will take you right further for the rest of your career if you want. So that was my main driving force. That's great, thank you. And the next question is for Chloe. So Chloe, in a recent poll of our students, 80% said job satisfaction is more important than financial security. How can our graduates find job satisfaction? And what is the secret to a happy working life? Um, I would agree that job satisfaction is more important than the money. Um, for me, job satisfaction comes from one, doing something that you're interested in, that's gonna satisfy you and do what you love each day. And secondly, working with a good team and a good company. Um, if you enjoy going to work, seeing your colleagues every day, it, it's half the battle. It makes your job so much easier. Um, secret to me for a happy working life is just say yes to every opportunity that comes your way. Don't shut yourself off to anything. You never know um, what one training course or what one um, trip away with your work can do. Um, it's all about who you meet and who you know in that sector. And that's, um, definitely what has driven me um, in my work today. It's great Chloe, thank you and it's another question for you. Um, can you and should you bring your whole self to work? Yes absolutely, I can't say anything else but yes for this question. Um, show up rested, ready for the day, ready for the week ahead. Um, to, for To make it easier like have your week planned out and be organised, know what you want from the week um, and at the end of the week make sure that you're satisfied from your week at work, like know what you've done your best um, that you can do throughout the week and have no regrets throughout the week. That's great, thank you. And this question is for Jack. So Jack, how important is it for employers to foster workspaces where employers can be themselves? I think it's really important to be able to be yourself and work and um, everyone's going to bring a different attitude and perspective to different problems that are going to arise. So I think it is majorly important and then EYs, like they hire from so many different backgrounds, like not, I'm, obviously I'm an accountant um, degree and but there's loads of people come from other degrees which are giving you different lines of thought that you would never have thought of. And then um, also there's other things as well that identify us, not just of, you know, the lines of degree that we've come from, but so many other things. and. Again, like in EY, it's fostered through different networks. There's, you know, the um, mental health network, from disability network, women's network, and it goes on and on. So it's it's wonderful just to be able to be yourself and you know you have that support and it makes you comfortable. And ultimately, where you're comfortable, you're going to perform your best. So That's great. Thank you. And the next question is for Chloe. So Chloe, how important is self-awareness and factoring in your personal goals and values when it comes to defining a career plan? Um, for me, it's knowing what you want out of your career um, and don't let anything stand in your way until you achieve this. Um, learn to prioritise the things that matter most in your life. Um, as I said before, this may mean that you have to miss out with the night with your friends or have to work an extra day. Um, but as I said before, um, it's short term loss, long term gains and ultimately it will be worth it. Yep, absolutely. And the next question now is for Jack. So Jack, what do you love about um, So there's so many things probably I love about my job. The, the first thing is um, that like with my peers around me, it, it's such um, 
good support. So we come in as a group of 20 of us each year. So it's a sort of very similar transition to uni that you sort of have your sort of class as it will be, you know, class of 2018 or whatever, and that, that'll be used first year and you're together the whole way through three and a half years. You all have the same experiences in work. And so that's the first thing I love is this. It's great having everyone your age and it's it's really, really good fun. Um, the second thing probably is the versatility and the, like the variety of experiences that you get presented with. Like no day for me is ever the same. They just keep changing different challenges and different deadlines. And you just have to find ways to sort of get around them and deal with them. And it's really, it makes life interesting, definitely. And it's satisfying, you know, um, and you never finish learning either. So you do learn something new every day. Like I know people say that, but like you really do. Like you're just constantly learning. And then, as I was saying, with the tight deadlines, see, once you meet a tight deadline, that satisfaction of you've done it, you've done it together as a team, and the client is happy. It's just, you know, it's it's very different. It's something that I hadn't had sort of before starting my job. So, you know, yeah. That's great. Thank you. And Declan, it's the same question. What do you love about your job? Um, I'm fortunate enough to be able to see projects the whole way from ideation to deployment and use and feedback, rework, all the rest. But I love seeing progress, uh, whether it be through my own ability, um, through projects that I've co-created and seen their their impact. Um, and as Jack was saying, the, the feedback from your work, uh, whether it's solo or as a team, it's it's a different feeling and uh, it spurs you on to, to do better in your your own work, but to encourage others to, to do their best as well. That's great, Declan. Thank you. And Chloe, it's the same question. What do you love about your job? So I love a lot of things about my job. However, um, my colleagues would be definitely a massive part of that. I'm lucky to work in a great team who've all come from different academic backgrounds. So I've learned so much from each of them. Some of them are like me, a new graduate um, in the past year, and some of them have been in the company for up to 30, 40 years. So um, really taking the opportunity to learn off every single one of them. Um, but another major thing I love about my job is the fact um, that every single one of us here is playing a massive fight against um, COVID-19 in the pandemic. And this will be something to look back on in years to come and be proud of. It's great, thank you. So, Chloe, what advice would you give to someone who isn't sure they are on the right career path? So just experiment. You don't know until you try. Um, you have to go into a job and give it your all before you know it's not the one for you. Um, having said that, when you're in that job and it's not the one for you, like that's okay. I've said that before. Um, you're getting that experience and you know what you want out of your career. It's almost um, like fine-tuning your career. You know what you want out of it now and um, ultimately you'll find out which um, what job you're in you want really. That's great Chloe, thank you. And the next question is for Jack. So Jack, what have you learned in the last year? Um, God, I've learned a lot in the last year. Um, it's probably been a very different year for everyone really. Like personally learned a lot and um, definitely learned a lot about myself and about work. Um, I'd say I definitely learned how to adapt and be versatile to changing situations and how to think outside the box when um, problems are arising. And this probably really stemmed from the pandemic when we had this with the remote working. But 
bad they still deliver for our clients. You know, the world, we couldn't just all stop, unfortunately. Um, so very quickly, we had to think of new ways to connect with our client, get information from them securely, because um, we weren't beside them anymore, but also timely, and then communicating results back to our clients. And then we also had to find ways to connect with our own teams, because we're not sitting in the same room, monitor progress, answer queries, manage people's workloads, because you're not seeing what certain people are doing. Maybe things might go unnoticed. And also trying to recognize people who are doing really well is again you would maybe don't see someone you know the person below me coaching a first year i wouldn't ultimately see that like i would if i was in the audit room so it was um just trying to find so many new ways and adapt so that's a, i definitely learned that um that we just had to adapt to everything and we had to go to teams meetings zoom meetings share screens for information it was just um but ultimately, I'd say we probably learned that working from home works and working remotely works. And then probably lastly, I learned how important the team was for us all. That's great, Jack. Thank you. And Chloe, it's the same question. What have you learned in the last year? Um, I've learned so much in the past year. Um, as Jack said, it's from me personally, I've learned a lot. And also um, in my career, I've also learned a lot. Um, like the pandemic hasn't been easy for anyone, um, but I was lucky enough to have a stable job here at Randox. It, the past year has taught me not to take anything for granted and to take every opportunity that comes your way. Um, ultimately, you have worked for it and um, don't take anything for granted and just work hard and do your best every day. That's great. Chloe and Declan, same question for you. What have you learned in the last year? Um just how adaptable you can be to different environments. Um, I'm sure I'm not the only one that was a bit daunt or th thought that Teams calls and Zoom calls were a bit daunting at the start, but now it's second nature. Uh, it would be nearly even weirder to have a meeting in person now. Um, so my, my work was very much based around virtual reality and augmented reality, but I uh, used to fly across to meet clients and share VR experiences, but now, you can't be within two meters of someone, never mind share a VR headset. So I had to pivot my role quite heavily uh, and I've focused now on business intelligence and SQL database design and Power BI and um, completely uh, changed what my uh, outcomes, what I expected my outcomes to be and what um, my objectives should be. Um, and it's ultimately led to a lot more satisfaction, to be honest, but again, as um, Chloe and uh, Jack iterated, um, adaptability is just huge. That's great. Declan, thank you. And Declan, this question's for you again. So if you could go back and give yourself some advice before your first day, what would it be? Um, like I was saying before, just no one expects you to know everything on your first day. Everyone's been in that position. Um, everyone's had their own first day and first fears and and doubting themselves, just take every day as it comes. And as uh, the guys have said as well, keep asking questions. Every day is a school day um, and don't be afraid to reach out to anybody. Um, yeah. Thank you, Declan. And Jack, it's the same question. If you could go back and give yourself some advice before your first day, what would it be? Um, it'd be very similar to the advice I would have given all graduates. Again, probably you know, reiterate and be confident ask questions everyone needs to ask questions and understand why you're doing the task but probably an additional thing 
and tailored to myself would be don't try and be as like a superman don't try and do everything yes take opportunities but you can't do everything and certainly not all at once um, and no one expects you to so you know you're, you're looking at your managers they're human too they have other commitments as do you so just remember that and don't take on too much and make sure you're comfortable because ultimately you're better doing a certain amount and performing amazingly rather than doing too much and starting to not perform at those high levels that's great jack and chloe the same question if you could go back and give yourself some advice before your first day what would it be um i would say just don't be scared don't be nervous um embrace it as it comes and trust that you um, are there for a reason um, your first day is going to be daunting um, for everyone, but as Declan said, everyone in your company has had their own first day, so they've all been in your shoes before, so just don't be scared and um, take everything that comes your way. That's great, Chloe, thank you. And final question, so Chloe, what is the one piece of career advice you would give our graduating cohort? Um, it sounds a bit cringy probably, but just never give up on the career you want. Um, you, for me, I knew what I want. I knew what I wanted from being in school, and just do everything you can to work towards it. Don't let anything stand in your way. Um, sometimes sacrifices have to be made, um, but ultimately, um, this will pay off in the future. That's great, Chloe. Thank you. And Jack, what is the one piece of a career advice you would give our graduating cohort? Yeah, look, I would say throw yourself into tasks and be confident when completing these tasks. Um, look to challenge yourself um, and make sure you are engaged in the job that you're in. Know what you expect from your career and manage those expectations. But ultimately, enjoy it. It'll be a great journey and you'll look back on it. So definitely make sure you're enjoying it. And yeah, really think about that. Um, it's really, really important. And you know, you want to spend so much time, as we've touched on, in work. So really really make sure you enjoy it thank you jack and declan final question so what is the one piece of career advice you would give a graduating cohort don't stress yourself out if you don't get your dream job straight away uh, you may be rejected by a few interviews um and as chloe was saying doesn't mean that that job isn't there for the ticket um like i like i had said i went to o2 so your career path isn't linear as Carla said as well, but um, you'll you'll notice yourself going through different pieces or different jobs as you find different passions. And once you find that one that you're you're really happy with, um, knuckle down, take every day as it comes, but give it your all. That's great, Declan. So we have come to the end of today's panel talk. So I just want to say thanks to all the panelists for taking part and being a part of this GradFest 2021 panel. That was great. Thanks for everything you were saying. It was really, it was really important. Thank you. And join us tomorrow at 12 p.m. on Instagram for our live session on resilience, bouncing back from rejection and adaptability from our motivational speaker, Mike Stevenson, who will be reflecting on his own journey from homelessness to award-winning entrepreneur. So keep an eye out on our other events happening with GradFest 2021. We will be on Instagram Live at 12 p.m. every day next week, and our GradFest site is packed with useful resources to help you in whatever your next step may be. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
You have been listening to Find Your Future, a podcast from careers, employability and skills at Queen's University, Belfast. For more career helps and advice, visit go.qb.ac.uk slash careers.